Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money of M89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time for the bigger picture. And we're looking at the earnings season where Singapore banks have posted some strong results in the latest quarterly earnings season, partly helped by rising interest rates. But you also have a case of a global slowdown on the card. So what are some of the implications worth looking at here? Well, on the line with me this morning is Glenn Thumb, who is research analyst at Philips Securities Research. Good morning, Glenn. Hi, good morning, Elliot. Nice to meet you. Hi. Well, thanks a lot for helping me out of this. How about this? OCBC joining its Singapore peers in beating market estimates, pumping out record quarterly profits. Banks, of course, uh, raking in the higher interest rate or on higher interest rates, rather. Uh, what's your overview of the results so far? What are you looking at in terms of, sort of the bright spots, some of the weaknesses? Yeah, sure. So for the bright spots, I would, it would definitely be the search in the net interest margin. So it was 40 basis points, ranging from 40 basis points to up to 54 basis points for OCBC. And another bright spot would definitely be the improvement in credit costs for all three banks. It, it went down for all three banks. And the new non-performing asset formation also remained low with uh, the NPL ratio declining across the board. However, the weaknesses would be the continued decline in the fee income that we are seeing this quarter. And this is definitely to be expected and mainly due to lower wealth management fees amid the subdued market sentiment. And if I were to nitpick, the fall in CASA ratio could also be looked at as a weakness. But however, the banks have been able to increase their total deposits by focusing on increasing deposit. Hmm. I want to talk a little bit about your outlook on interest rates and banks margins, right? I mean, looking at this scenario, could we, could we reach a point where it might get a bit too high and then that in turn would hurt the demand for loans? Yeah, that's definitely a very pertinent question. So in the coming quarters, the interest rate margins for the banks still looking to continue to expand. And I think uh, both banks have reported that OCBC is sure to do the same. Uh, this is mainly due to the continued rise in the rate. And this should definitely sustain their bottom line growth. However, they have also mentioned that the loan growth is to be more subdued and it would be hovering around mid-single-digit growth. But the increase on the net interest income growth should definitely more than offset the slowdown in loans growth. Okay. Glenn, I want to talk about the risk of recession. I mean, this has been talked for for months now. I want to talk about the impact it'll have on the amount of buffer that banks set aside for bad loans. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think this is the thing that the banks have been sort of preparing for. So, however, the risk of recession is quite low here in ASEAN and Singapore. But the banks have been seen to be more prudent recently in this quarter, and they have been increasing their management overlays. So, however, the, the NPLs have also been quite stable and even declined this quarter. Mm. So, they have, they have said that they have done all the necessary stress tests and they do not see any risk in the near future. However, by, doing, by increasing their management overlays, you can see that they are definitely anticipating a possible rise in the NPL. Mm. I, I mean, if you look at a broader macro picture, right, especially with talk of recession, it's, you're waking up this morning to Amazon talking about pausing hiring for its corporate workforce, Lyft itself in the US cutting 13% of its workforce. The Bank of England yesterday warning that uh, the UK is going to face its longest recession since records began. So we're looking that at a situation that could well extend into 2024. But here in Asia, I mean, could we be last, in your opinion, to feel the effects of, of this recession that everyone's talking about? 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's for sure. I mean, if you look at our neighboring countries, they are quite slow to uh, increase their rate hikes. So, you know, they are more protected. So, you know, they are, the, the people there do not really feel the, the pinch yet. Okay. I mean, they would eventually have to follow suit and we would all be feeling the same increase in hikes. Mm. It's it's a slightly uh, odd situation with regard to Chinese markets. Uh, I do want to get your thoughts on Chinese markets. I mean, just this morning, the U.S. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo doubling down on the Biden's administration's plan to ban U.S. companies and citizens from helping China manufacture advanced semiconductor chips. So that's one issue that's happening in the background. What are your thoughts on who's most exposed to, to Chinese markets and what will it impact? Um, I think the exposure to China has been uh, remained relatively stable. They are definitely not uh, looking to expand uh, soon. And they also said that uh, the banks have said that the exposure is mainly to top-tier state-owned mm. enterprises and things like large local corporates as well as foreign investment enterprises. So just to be, uh, UOB in particular, they have mentioned that they only have about 1% of their group loans to mainland Chinese developers. So, you know, they have they have said that this is low moral concentration and they don't see any risk of it turning to MPL. So I think our banks, uh, at least UOB and DBS, are taking it quite cautious with the Chinese market. Okay, so that's good news. Uh, I guess uh, to wrap things up, Glenn, what's your recommendation on the three banks? Who's your top pick there? Okay, so we prefer two of them, uh, DBS, and it's mainly due to their higher CASA ratio of 60%. So with the high CASA ratio, the impact, from the rising interest rates will be most felt by DBS and this will translate directly to their bottom line. As for, we also prefer OCBC as they are still currently trading the cheapest amongst the three local banks. They are also a beneficiary of the rising interest rate and there's also potential from higher dividends from OCBC mainly due to its higher CT1 ratio which is still the highest amongst the three local banks. All right, I've been speaking with uh, Glenn Thumb, who is research analyst at Philips Securities Research. Glenn, I appreciate your time this morning. You take care and have a great day ahead, yeah? Yep, thanks so much for having me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.